<laughs> Do you like cars <laughs> where the steering wheel <laughs> doesn't? <laughs> okay. Fly off the window? Of course. When you're at the window when you're driving? Of course. Um, it's a pretty good car idea. <laughs> You're doing the best at this. Do you like cars that are stinky? No. <laughs> you don't? No. Why not? What's the point of that? <laughs> I do love my future mother-in-law, though. Yeah, me too. I mean, I both love my future mother-in-law and your future mother-in-law. Nice. Shout out to Vic. She's probably listening. I met Vic. Her dog is majestic. Cody, yeah, yeah he what is. A, what a beautiful floofer. <laughs> this is um, this is Ebers in America, episode 96. All right. Which means we actually should probably solidify our plans for our episode 100. Yeah, we should. Fun fact, this is a form of, of guilt. Uh, we sent an email to all of our previous guests to record a little nice thing about us for our 100th episode, and only two people did it. <clears throat> Ooh, okay. That's that that's that guilt, baby. Okay. So you the two people who did it, y'all know who you are. And the ones who didn't, you know who you are. Well, yeah, because it's basically everybody. Yeah. Um We can be who we are. And did you know that some dogs are doggos, some are puppers, others may even be pupperinos. What there, are these names from? There are corgos and clouds, fluffers and floofs, woofers and buffers. The chunky ones are thick. Wait, buffers? <laughs> oh, I don't want to get one of those. Boofers. Not, not, not no. The, ch the chunky ones are thick and the long, the thin ones are mm. long boys. Oh. No. When they stick out their tongues, they're doing a, a mlem, a blep, or a blop. They bork, they boof. Once in a while, they do each other a frighten. Okay. What do you, what do you think of that information? It's good to know. We're yeah. thinking about getting a dog, so. What kind of dog? Just something medium size. We can't have a big dog because it's like a New York apartment. But um, nah, you should get a Newfoundland. What's which? What are those kinds? I'll show you a picture, man. We need to. We we should get an intern that can film us. Yeah. Because that's what we could. That's what could take us to the next level. Uh, just the other day, previous guest Ari the Rugged Man uh, suggested that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it. Uh oh. Duh. I didn't know shit. I'm saying amongst other people. Oh, true. You know, yeah, this is... Cause oh, then, I'd be done with that. Because then, then when I show you this picture of a Newfoundland dog, then there's like, if we had a YouTube show, we could show <coughs> these photos. That's true. Yeah, I like those dogs. Oh, you could, you could make this... Oh, you can make this the picture of the episode. That's true. Should I, should I text you yeah, a picture please. of a Newfoundland dog. Why does it look like these dogs are about to drop the hottest album of 2004? I don't know. 2004. Yeah. That's a pretty know. easy. That's a pretty easy task. Nah, there were some good albums in 2004. Some. I don't remember them, but I'm sure that they made them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, you've seen the movie Brightburn? I have. What do you think about that movie? Um <clears throat> I think I mean I, it was fine. I just think um, overall, the trailer was really dope, and I think mm. I expected something more. Then after I watched it, although ending oh how what 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 are we doing spoiler wise? 
Three, it's been two, one. Well, let's, you know... Yeah, we we'll should... work our way to... I was about to talk about the ending. We'll no, work let's our work our way to the ending. Way yeah. to the ending. So, so, Brightburn is a... Is a... Reverse Superman movie. Well, no, because Reverse Superman... It's not quite... Reverse Superman is bizarro. Okay. Basically, it's... Yeah, it's this. It's... The story of Superman, but if, like, the kid was fucked up. Sure. Yeah. You know, so this family in the Midwest, Brightburn, yeah. they they find this spaceship and raise this kid as their own, and then around the time he figures out what's going on, his, you know, his spaceship starts talking to him, and he starts doing a frightening. Yeah. And starts scaring people and doing weird shit, and then... More than that, but yeah. Well... You know, let me get there. Sure. Do you have a problem with me, Marcus? Yeah. Why? Because you hold your phone all straight and everything, but you don't hold it sideways like the brothers do. Sorry, go ahead. I'm working on my stand-up back. Wouldn't it be weird if I held it trying to pretend to be someone I'm not? No, because if you held it sideways, you'd be invited to the barbecue. I don't... I mean, you have literally invited me to your barbecue. Yeah. But you've never invited me to the barbecue, so well, I doubt... you're invited as long as you hold your phone side. I doubt that... I don't... I think that... I think that might cheapen the discourse of, of you know, the complexities of race relations. Oh, you think? Looking, yeah. at, looking at you, Keanu Reeves fanboys. To name a few. To name a few. Not or Tom Hanks fanboys. Yeah. Which sucks, because Tom Hanks is cool. Yeah, there's nothing no, wrong no, no, with Tom no, no, Hanks. Something wrong with Tim Allen. I, I got some issues with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's a he's bit of a Republican. Key. He's not no, low-key. Not he's that. not even yeah, low-key. Yeah, not true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're no, right. I mean, no. the only You can be a Republican. It, it's, it's deeper than being a Republican. I don't want to put that on anyone. It's deeper than Republican. It's just shit he's said and done and stuff. Yeah, no, he, but he's not even low-key unless, yeah, low, right. unless the keys you're talking about are the cocaine he was caught with many years ago. That's true. Where he sold out everybody. Yeah. He sung on everybody. He was a tenor, as uh, as um, uh, Fonte would say. Mm. You Turns remember people into tenors, you know, like yeah, tenors, yeah, yeah. like singers. They're, they're singing. You know the site Clickhole I put you onto. There's a great video <laughs> sketch about the guys who actually went to jail that Tim Allen ratted out. Ratted out, and the whole premise is <laughs> the guys who went to jail that Tim Allen ratted on, and they were upset because. He never called them when they were in jail and sang the Tool Time song. Like, that's the premise. <laughs> that's the premise. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what JTT is up to these days. Probably just just living the life. He's got a family. JTT? Yeah. Does he, really? Jonathan I, Taylor I Thomas? I, I, you know what, man? I hate to go off on a tangent, but you saying that I was driving. I don't know where I was Did driving you see that the other weird, day. That weird movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas where he played, him and his friends played some young... Uh, street urchins who sold their body to men for money? No. That's a movie. Well, that ties in somewhat to what I was saying. Anytime there's like a young actor who just disappears, I just think the worst now. Between like the Corey Feldman stuff, the Brian Singer stuff, it's just like... I think I the Bri- I'm pretty I sure the Brian Singer and the, the Corey stuff are connected. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, like, it's always weird. Like the kid from uh, Bob Balaban's parents... Or, like, Jonathan Taylor, like, people who just stopped, like, uh, Blossom. Well, I guess she came back. No, she came back, and she's, she's, like, sort of, like, uh, women need to pull themselves up by the bootstraps kind of person. Oh, is she? Uh, 
I think. Big Speed. Bang Theory needs to pull its comedy up by its bootstraps. Speedway Junkie. Oh shit! Is it? Is it? I'm, I wasn't joking. Yeah. Like that. Like you know those movies they show at like one o'clock on HBO. Like that movie where Jake Gyllenhaal plays a guy named Pilot. No, what the hell is where that? Where him and his friends go go to see go to Seattle because Kurt Cobain died. I don't. Even, I, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I don't even know how I know some of the things I know sometimes. But where were we at with Brightburn? I know. I know, um, I know that I saw this, I, my friend got this, uh, Highway, the film's called Highway. Jake Gyllenhaal, you never oh, seen that movie? No. I'll tell you all about it one of the days, days. Okay. My friend got a tattoo on his neck mm-hmm. that said, can't stop me now. Okay. And I was like, you definitely stop yourself from getting a job. <laughs> 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 he didn't think that was as funny as I did. Daddy's angel. I mean, yeah. Um, oh no, you love this movie. It's got Selma Blair in it. What? Highway. No, I'm just saying. What does Selma Blair have to? I don't. I thought. Don't you think? Okay. Oh, if you could see the face that I just made. No, she's in some good movies. That that's that's about it. You probably. I think you ever confused maybe someone else. Okay. Like Laura Prepon or something. I don't know who that is. The that '70s show, Redhead, Orange is the New Black. Well, she has black hair on. Oytenburg. Yeah. There, um, I think that show is coming to a close. Mm. I'm sure everyone's really unhappy about that. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a horror movie. Brightburn. Uh, Brightburn. <laughs> Catch it back up. Where, where basically Clark Kent is is an evil kid who starts like killing animals and terrorizing people, and then then slowly starts not even slowly quickly yeah. starts like putting his foot to the floor yeah and ten toes down ten toes down because he like kills his whole family yeah sometimes ten toes in the air and then and Whoa, then, wait damn you just jumped to the end oh shit I said we said spoilers. well the killing of one the killing of one parent is more it's like he commits. He, well, it's he like, kills. Oh shit! He kills. <laughs> he's just gonna drop. Sorry. Damn, I'm sorry. But it is like, damn. He kills his uncle. Yeah. And then, he kills his. He kills his crush's mom. Mm-hmm. And crushes his crush's hand. Yeah. And. Well, she had to come. No, she didn't. Wait, that's not the trust fall scene. Yeah. Well, she had to come. No, no. I'm joking. I'm obviously joking. Yeah. You're being mad sis hat right now. That's yeah. um, how I was born. I can't help it. Ooh, um, clap back. Will, go ahead. Yeah. Hi, Collide! <laughs> um, and then, like, his dad takes him on a, tri- on a camping trip mm-hmm. and tries <laughs> to kill him. Because he's like, he's like, look out at the water, Lenny. But <laughs> sure. But that's not funny. Yeah. But, or or that battle rap scene in Key and Peele. One of the best. One of the best. Um, and the that sketch, the person who they were making fun of uh, took it well. Did he? Yeah. Okay. 
I was just thinking, like, imagine... Yeah, okay. I mean, that's the only way you can take it. No, you could be you could be mad. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying the best way to take it. But going back to what you were saying, yeah, obviously... So, obviously, Brightburn has some elements of the Omen also. Especially that aspect that you were talking about. Dad trying to yeah. kill the son. The evil, you know, demon spawn and all that whatnot. Right, and, you know. and basically, the spaceship is telling him to take over the world. Right. And it's it's definitely like posits the whole chicken or the egg thing, and um, his mother Elizabeth Banks mm-hmm. tries to kill him. Yeah. Again, because she's like at her wits' end, so then he flies her up into the air and Just kills her. Does and Iron then, Man? And then, and then, crashes an airplane into his house. Yeah. And then, the end of the movie sort of suggests that there's other evil versions of Aquaman and Wonder Woman in the universe. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of the guy from Super. Yeah, yes, sorry. And so I think this movie was all right. Yeah, it, yeah. But I do hope that they create a dark universe. I have I have some issues, though. I, before you do, I just, I, I guess I, that'd be cool, too. I just think you need a big turnaround, turnover and money to do that. I don't know if Brightburn did that. It did $30 million against a $6 million budget. Okay. Okay. Well, shit. Okay. Continue. Go on. Fair enough. I mean, the movie, the movie just like, and that's just, and that's just before streaming. I, I think people, I think it's the kind of movie that has like, it has all the buildings of a of a cult classic. I yeah, just, yeah, I just think sure. it's it's just okay. Like a, like a decent amount of cult movies are. Sure, I mean yeah. that's sort of, but a lot of movies these days you try to like have you think that like it's an instant cult classic, which isn't yeah. how cult classics work. No, not at all, not at all. Midnight movies and other cult classics become cult classics because of their following throughout the years for, yeah. because people fall in love with the film either despite its flaws or because of its flaws. Yeah, or the discovery years, like, you know, the video, the whole video store thing, like, oh, I've always heard about this movie, or, oh. Yeah, because you I, could, I didn't see this in the theater. This is actually pretty good. Now yeah. I have to, word of mouth, let me text, well... Not then, but well, but, now let me text my friends about. But hey, you've seen this movie? No, but I mean, let's space, let's like like Office Space or Fight Club were movies that were in the movie theater for like a day. Right. No one saw those movies when they came out. I didn't. I did not. Those movies are very similar movies. Office Space and Fight Club. They're just, they're so about pe- they're about people yeah. who lose their mind in the mundanity of the American dream. Mm-hmm. They just deal with it differently. Yeah. And those movies became darlings on video cassette. Yeah, they did. Because the, the the trailer for Fight Club, I was like, why would I see this movie? And I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's cool. Right. I mean, I, I also really liked Chuck Palahniuk books back in the day. Uh-huh. That was like a that was like a, a writer you got into when you were like trying to be a deep young man. Early twenties, very early twenties. Yeah. Yep. So like, you like you like Trent Reznor solo stuff. <laughs> um. So my my. My main issue with the conceit of Brightburn mm-hmm. is that, like, for... Oh, hi, Doug. For all of our comic book fans, um, what up, uh, Jeffrey Brown? What up, Bill Scurry? What up, everybody else? Um, 
is that what intrinsically makes Clark Kent a good kid is his parentage. Yeah. So, so like the whole like nature versus nurture or whatever, like if you look at alternate versions of Superman or people creating pastiches of Superman, which this is, Mm -hmm. or like creating like different versions of Superman, usually what is different is his parentage. Mm. So, mm. like, the fact that he has these loving, like, these loving parents is what instills, like, this ability to not use his powers for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So, I, th- so I was just a little flummoxed by, like, oh, what if, like, Kirk, what if Clark Kent was an asshole? Which is just, like... I, I get that, but I just think you need to have a different premise to come to that conclusion. I agree. I agree. Because, um, like, I, when I was a kid, and also when I was adult, I used to love DC would make these comic books called Elseworlds, uh-huh. which was literally just, like, alternate dimensions where you could see, like, different versions of superheroes. Like, mm. there was this great Batman that was, like, done where he was a pirate, and there was one where... Batman was done all drawn digitally, which in the early 90s was really different because, mm. like, there weren't a lot of cartoons. Mm. Co- there, weren't, there weren't a lot of digital comic books at the time. Or even the much-beloved Dark Knight series by Frank Miller, mm-hmm. where it's uh, Batman Year One, All-Star Batman, um, The Dark Knight Returns. You ever seen those? Mm-mm. Read those? Well, there's a cartoon, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they're based on badges, but no, I haven't. Those were like alternate versions of characters that people began to really love because it was just like an alternate take. And when you're not mired down by all this continuity, you can sort of just do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you have like my, you know, my fi- one of my favorite Superman stories of all time is All-Star Superman, which is a movie of, but it's not as good as the comic book, which is this sort of like retelling of the entire Superman mythology over 12 issues of, like, Superman dying. Wow. Yeah, I wish Doug was on this episode. Hi, Doug. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a big comic guy. I mean, I figure that's why you're saying that. Yeah. But again... That's for the listeners, really. But again, like, it's about... That, that... The conceit of that is that Superman is still a good dude because of his parents. Mm-hmm. And Tume put me onto this Superman comic called Red Sun, mm-hmm. which, which is si- simply just what if... What if Superman landed in communist Russia? Right. Instead of... I know about that one. Yeah. yeah. And it's really good. And it's just like a totally different vibe. Because if you're raised by the state versus like raised by your parents, you're going to be a different person. Especially if you have the powers of Superman. Because the idea of Superman is that he's Superman. Yeah. He's super powerful. Yeah. He's very strong. He's not like... He's not like Spider-Man level strength. He's, like, one of the most powerful people. Yeah. He's an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that he's an alien and that his, his, what, what roots him to normalcy is his family. Because mm-hmm. then even when you have, like, Miracle Man or Supreme or whatever, you just, or, like, other bad Superman, like uh, Superman, um, Superman Prime who's Superboy from a different universe, who his universe gets destroyed and it makes him a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultraman's another evil Superman. Um, 
from this universe where all the where everything is opposite. Less so like Lex Luthor's a good guy oh, wow. and Batman's a bad guy. Okay. Um there's a there's a cartoon of that as well. Mm-hmm. And there's like Hyperion, which is when Marvel tried to make a, a DC like universe called the Squadron Supreme. Uh-huh. And, but they're like kind of bad guys. Or Doctor Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen is uh, is like a Superman kind of dude, but he just he doesn't have that morality. Yeah, he's like a what's the word? I don't want. Well, at times I guess he can be indifferent, but it's a little deeper than just labeling him indifferent. It's like he's just all seeing, so it's kind of just like it's that level beyond what it's almost once you break through the anxiety. And craziness of knowing everything, you're just or like, that were oh, just oh. just meat bags on the side of the road. Yeah, slurping up fish piss. <laughs> you just sort of realize, like, it it's like it's like existentialism versus nihilism. Yes, it's. I think that's what I was. Yeah, that's what so I was like, Doctor Manhattan is more existential. Like he's gone through the nihilism, he's gone through the dread, and now he's like, I know everything. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> um. Are you going to watch the new Watchmen show? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be on HBO, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah, it's an HBO show. Yeah. I'm it's looking forward things. to it. Yeah. Got to get into Chernobyl, but the Watchmen show, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Or like, did you read Flashpoint or watch the movie, The no. Flashpoint Paradox? Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, DC, unlike Marvel, likes to shape, shake up its continuity every few years. Mm. One, to, like, sort of wrap everything up. Because mm-hmm. if you have new readership, you assume that they're going to be confused by continuity, which can be confusing. So they'll try to streamline it every once in a while. So to streamline their new community, their new continuity, like, ten years ago, which they've already changed already, they had this event called Flashpoint, where Flash goes back in time. The main One of the main conceits of... I said conceit like mad times today mm-hmm. of don't make fun of me. There's a great kids in the hall sketch about this guy who discovers the word ascertained <laughs> and he keeps saying and then his coworkers finally like keep complaining about him and writing him up and he's forced to not say that word anymore. Yeah, so I'll try to use different words. You say what you want, man. Um the main plot point of Flashpoint is that well, the main thing about Flash is that his mother was murdered when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, sort of what makes him who he is. Sure. He's, like, trying to under, trying to like find justice. Like, he's a good dude. He's, the way he's written, he usually works as, like, a forensic scientist for the police or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a more lighthearted hero, though, well, Barry Allen is. There's different, there's different Flashes. There's, I'm sure. So each Flash has a different sort of identity. <clears throat> and he had disappeared for years, and he came back. So he goes back in time to stop his mom from getting murdered. Mm-hmm. And that creates, like, this whole new universe mm. called Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. And in Flashpoint, Superman was raised by the government, not by... Not by... um the Kents yeah he's a totally different totally different person mm-hmm. he's or like in um have you seen the new frontier no oh man that's like one of the best DC animated titles okay DC 
has like 35 animated movies and most of them are at least entertaining okay some of them are downright not great and some are really wonderful mm-hmm. and they have their own sort of continuities depending on the type of universe um yeah okay alright yeah so I, I thoroughly recommend seeing that but you know like that to me that was really hard for me to let go in Brightburn because right. I was like I was like I wonder if the Gunn brothers I, I wonder what their relationship with Superman is yeah like, like and I'm not judging I don't think you have to be an expert in comic books to make a film that that uses superhero archetypes they're not just for us nerds anymore sure. also like nerddom has changed yeah, considerably throughout our whole lifetime and I like I don't think we get to just have like uh, get to have be like oh well we get to decide what's nerdy or whatever mm-hmm. like I think and you know you have a cool idea you have a cool idea I'm I'm interested the idea of like what if these superheroes were bad happens in comic books all the time mm. that's what I'm trying to say yeah there's this amazing comic book called Planetary uh-huh. which does this sort of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I think, idea where, like, fictional worlds are connected, mm. but it's more like pulp and comic, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which the movie is nothing like the comic book. Ah, oh, that's something, uh, that's something Doug told me many, I, many years ago. I actually like the movie. I saw it in the, th- I don't know. I saw I saw it in the theaters. Theater. Yeah. I saw it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I like that movie, but it's, but it's, like, bears almost no resemblance to the comic book. Wow. The comic book is dark and quirky and very deep, which Alan Moore, he likes to thrust upon the reader that he is incredibly intelligent, mm-hmm. which he clearly is. Yeah. But his whole thing is like, I'm like, comic books are magic and let me show you this magic. Mm-hmm. And no question, he's one of the greats. But then there's like, there's other comic book writers like um, Grant Morrison, who's probably my favorite, him or Brian K. Vaughn, who are like, I can do the weird shit, but I can also do the regular stuff, and I'm more willing to, like, take a stab at weirdness and fail, where, like, Alan Moore's got a different thing. Mm. But he also wrote some really great Superman motifs in Supreme and Miracle Man. Man, I am going off on a tangent. No, it's interesting. I mean, I like I like tangents like this. Um, do you like tagine? What's that? It's a dish. Oh, tagine. Yeah, yes, I do. Me too. I'm excited. I'm I'm hanging out with my future brother-in-law in a few days, and we're gonna nerd out about pro wrestling. So, what does that have like, to do with tagine? No, well, it has to do with going back on tangents. Okay. And whatnot. So, pl- so planetary, which is Warren <laughs> Ellis and Brian Cassidy. Who, who drew some great X-Men stuff. I know there, a new X-Men movie just came out. I haven't seen apparently it. Apparently it's not good, apparently. It's I don't know. Here. I know that's what people say. I don't know. If, I don't... I wouldn't know. I think it's popular to say those movies aren't good anymore. Mm. Um, did did the director of, of Queen directed it? Or, did he? I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. Didn't he direct... He directs some of the X-Men movies, right? Oh, da- damn. Brian Singer. Yeah. No, he, I don't think he's done one of those in, in, in a little while. I don't know. 
Yeah, oh yeah, right, Brian Singer. So, he did the first two, I know that, and then this guy, the Rush Hour guy, Brett Ratner did the third one, and then I stopped paying attention who, to who directed them after. Yeah. Um, speaking of Psylocke, I did watch The Predator, but let's wait for a second. Okay. Did you see The Predator? The most recent one? Yes. Yes, I did. I've seen it. I saw it at Toronto. Uh, well, I saw part of it at Toronto last year, and then a couple weeks ago it was on cable a lot. I actually watched it Yeah, a few I, times watched, last I watched week. it on HBO oh, Go. Well, there you go, yeah. Which is not TV, it's HBO. Sure. It's home box office. Yeah. I don't know if you know about that. I do. Like, I remember. And then, from Kids in the Hall, I learned that's what that meant. There's a skit where I guess it's home box office, and I was like, oh, is that what HBO That's what HBO for? means? Yeah, I used to watch Dream On on Fox, and I was like, hell yeah. Wait, on Fox? Yeah, cause so it got syndicated on Fox. Oh, it can't be as good. No, it was only one reason you watched Dream On. Dream On. <clears throat> that but that show was really good. Went back when HBO had like five narrative shows. First and ten. Arliss. Yeah, Arliss. Oh, that was a little later, but yeah, Arliss yeah. was Arliss. Yeah. And earlier this year, Steven Soderbergh remade Arliss. Oh shit! Yeah. Duh. Right. That wow! You right. forgot about that right. already. Oh, I High flying about, bird. Of course, I forgot about it. It's, have you seen it? Yeah, we had a whole episode about it. I know. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Have you ever smoked PCP? No. High flying. It's kind of a forgettable movie. Not to diss Steven Soderbergh, but it's just one of those things like, ah, oh, there's some cool oh, shit in but, there. But all right, no. planetary. No. Yeah. Oh, hi Jake. Hi Jacob. Hey John. Doing some shout outs. Um. Planetary was this awesome comic book where it's like this adventure team, not to be confused with the Turbo team, um, that are like figuring out mysteries, and yeah. the bad guys are like Fantastic Four if they were evil. Hmm. Which does make sense. If you had all those powers, maybe you wouldn't be a good guy. Sure. Maybe you'd be a bad guy. <laughs> maybe, you know what I mean? So that's, I do like that idea of like having these thought experiments, like what if you did this, what if you did that? Mm-hmm. Like, like Aquaman being a half fish dude, just like scaring people. Yeah. Like, yeah. what happened to that fish? Um, you know, just like, being like, oh, what's, what, oh, oh, you're eating fish sticks? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that was my, that was why I, I would have liked Brightburn more if there was a better expl- explanation as to why he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please stop saying it like that. <laughs> like what? Like that. I'm not saying it. What word are you saying? Guy. Guy? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't know what you're talking about. Also, the dad in Brightburn was the dad in Power Rangers. Oh, was it? See, I never saw I didn't see Power, Power Rangers. Power Rangers? He, he was the... He was also in the office. He was also the father in the sexy puzzle movie from last year. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. It was adorable. I rest in peace, Movie Pass. I loved huh. that. I yeah. saw so many movies last year. I saw a lot less movies. Oh, that reminds me. We have an email. Okay. Are we done talking about Brightburn? Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, I guess what I. Ultimately, yeah, it's just one of those things where at the end of the day, it's fine. I mean, the movie didn't sit with me for too long. Not, I don't mean that in a bad way, but um, it's just like. Yeah, it was cool. That's kind of, you know. I, I like the world. I hope they create, like, a universe of, of jerk-face DC characters. Right, yeah. Which they were alluding to. Mm-hmm. 
Do you ever... Do you think they're going to make a sequel to Before Midnight? Probably. I hope they do. I'm sure they will. I mean, I hope, gonna, they, I hope they make one every seven years. Yeah. Like the Seven series. Yeah. 49 up, 7 up, 14 yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those oh, are wait. great. What are they? What? This is... It's 94 to... Oh, they're every 10 years. My bad. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to... I'm, I'm, I, like all the, I like all those movies. I'd, I'd like to see them when they're in their 60s and... 70s, I want to see that'd it. Be really cool. Also, someone like recently reposted that the before series was like based off of Linkletter had like a fling with this with this woman when he was young, mm-hmm. and was hoping that these films would like bring her back to him like as a beacon. That sounds like that sounds very Linkletter. Yeah, but then he found out that that she died in a motorcycle accident like oh. right before the first movie came oh, out. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Also, it's weird because like I know like this whole this whole like this whole like deification of like lion, lionization deification of Keanu Reeves is weird because like it's super weird he seems like a fine person uh, seems like more than a fine person right he seems like a nice dude but it's like strange but at the same time maybe he is a sad guy yeah. like when once you told me what Mulholland Drive was about yeah and that like partially about but yeah partially yeah, yeah, yeah. inspired or dedicated to Keanu Reeves um partner who, yeah former partner former yeah. partner who was pregnant with his child yeah. who was david lynch's assistant yeah who, who actually died in a car you can accident. see and she has she's she doesn't have any lines but she's in a couple of scenes in lost highway and she died in a car accident leaving marilyn manson's house yeah um and for some reason i'm thinking about clouds of seal maria but it, maybe that's just because like that's a that's sort of like a mulholland drive type movie. it's a very mulholland drive-esque movie very in the know and also i you know i'm i what i wrote about it on my site i i i still maintain that a lot of that i feel like is directly like semi-autobiographical to julia Binoche's own like career i i think but that's seal maria Seals maria correct yeah, so I just get, like, confused. Because, like, I, like... There's also a scene in Clouds of Sils Maria towards the end, just like in Mahon Drive, where they're both going somewhere, then one of them goes out of frame, and then the other one turns around and is like, whoa, where'd you go? And then she just d- disappears. It's just like in Mahon Drive. So there's should, a lot of... You should you know, do a side-by-side. I already did it. Oh, I know. That was me oh. being... Oh, oh, oh. I've cute. done them all. Yeah. Except the ones I don't do. There, someone should do one of the old Lion King and the new Lion King. Oh, man. That'd be killer. Wouldn't that be so great? Yeah. I think I'll do it. I don't think anyone's thought of that yet. No. Uh, um, yeah, so oh, there's a there's a Hicks and there's a Hicks and Gracie Brazilian Jiu Jitsu movie coming to Netflix. Oh shit. Directed by one of the guys that does narco, so it should be good. Okay. I'm very excited about that. I've had to be I I've had to be out of the gym for about a month and a half due to oh, my wow. wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get to go back in a week or so. That's cool. But I've been jogging. I've been running. Good. Oh, should I read this email? Yeah. This is from Brandon Boozer. Okay. The title of the email is Movie Slump. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? No, I was just making sure. We're at 30-something minutes. Okay. Hi, guys. Or, hey, guys. After watching hundreds of movies in 2018, I found it very hard to keep myself watching movies this year. 
you and me both. The amount of what I'm watching has been dwindling, and it's actually been almost a month since I've watched anything new. Just curious if you guys ever find yourselves in a movie slump and what you do to get yourselves out of it. I miss watching good films, but I just find myself too busy and tired to sit through anything lately. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, I'm, uh, for, so for me personally, um, between the two festivals, between Toronto and New York, just my, the way I do it now is totally different. I just cram at Toronto, uh, I cram at the New York Film Festival, and then certain big things throughout the year I'll see. But, um, yeah, it's just a combination of, like, the older I get, I can't, it's difficult, to, like, going to, to the theaters is tough. I'm in a relationship where, like, I like spending, actually like spending time yeah. with my fiance, and she's down to go to the movies, she works in the movie in, in, in industry, but sometimes it's like, I don't want to be in a theater, maybe let's just go out and do something and stuff, so it's like... But what I do though, and you, you and me, huh? you and me, we're going to see the mountain next week. Yeah, I'm very excited. We got tickets to go see the mountain, uh, a movie I've literally been waiting close to two years uh, to see since hearing about its inception to now. So the next time we talk, we'll be talking about that. Probably it's going to be awesome. I'm probably I'm going to see <clears throat> the new Regattas with Bill Scurry. Awesome. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, that's tom- this for coming Friday, right? Yeah, and oh, we're gonna have a lot of good shit to talk about. Yeah, and talk about um, hardware probably. I need to yeah. finish watch, rewatching yeah. that. Um, but I, oh, I'm so excited! You're gonna go see Our Time because I think you know that that's one of those movies where I have only seen that movie once. The older oh damn, this ties right into what uh, this this gentleman's talking about is you know also the older I get, when I see a movie that I really like, I don't ever want to see it again. So I that's contributing because so, I used to go to the movie when I like a movie I'd see it a few times in the theater even though it's kind of expensive but now I just yeah, you know, I, don't, I like to sit with movies I don't watch I try not to watch movies twice unless unless I'm trying to get someone to watch a movie yeah sure because um, so what I what I have to say to you Mr. Loser is so the first two years of this podcast I probably watched two to four, two to three hundred movies each year um, this year, I've struggled. I don't have a top ten this year. Like if the year ended right now, I wouldn't have a top ten. Oh, well, I don't. But know also, anyone at the same time, mm-hmm. I started grad school, and I started working on losing weight and stuff. So, I just have a lot less time. Mm-hmm. Like also, like me and my partner Saskia are just like in a good groove. Not to say that we weren't, but like. I'm trying to spend time doing other things besides watching movies. Right. So I think my recommendation is don't worry about quantity, just worry about quality. Yeah. Sure. And so I try, because I try to do, I'll just try to like catch up on things that I've been meaning to watch. Mm. Um, like those Med Hondo movies. Hell yeah. Um, or just like a, a bunch of other stuff. Like I been wanting to watch The Predator for a long time. I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like what you got to do is not worry. You're, you're not in competition with anybody. Because well, when, you, when you make upwards or downwards comparison, you already get fucked up because there's always going to be people that watch more movies than you and always people that have seen less movies than you. Yeah. And the deeper you get into movies, the more like the more you realize you haven't seen any movies, because yeah. there's entire genres that you might not have even thought about when you just like sort of like movies. So just like 
don't worry about it. Like, things ebb and flow, and just try to enjoy what you can. Go for quality, not quantity. Also, with that being said, since we're pretty much middle of the year, my or my picks for best movies of the year so far is High Life, Our Time, and Fighting With My Family. Those are kind of my three uh, go-tos. And I off to the side, I have American Splendor, because I don't know, months ago, maybe I think American late Dharma. last year, American oh shit, American Dharma, Errol Morris said he was going to try to self-distribute it, but I haven't heard anything about that since. So it's like, I, that, that movie's still kind of in limbo. Again, I sound like a broken record. If you follow me on Twitter and on Facebook and listen to this podcast, I know I sound like a broken record when it comes to American Dharma, but it's a really good movie, and it's kind of a shame what's, what's, what's happening to it. But it's a great movie. Okay, so I, my top four this year is like... And this is not even like... I'm like, huh? Right. Is Glass, mm. Paddleton, mm-hmm. which I didn't even like that much, but, but compared to all the movies I've seen this year, yeah, it's like, I guess this is in my top five right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cane River, which doesn't really count because it came out 30 years ago. That's true, but... In, but it, in, in, in my world, it does count in, in, a, in a certain specific category sure. of new old movie kind of thing. So, and, oh, you know, Cane River, I'm adding that. So that's, that's and High Life. Yeah. Oh, two, two out of, you know. Right. Yeah. And like me, you, and M2 May saw Paddleton for an episode rec- like a few months ago. Yeah. And it was, it's weird. I like that movie the more I think about it. Mm. But it's also like, is it a brilliant movie? No. 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 Um, I mean, it's nice to see, it's nice to see what Kadeem Harrison is up to every once in a while. Sure, and also he. Uh, I wish he'd follow me on Twitter. Brandon. Does he? No, I said I wish he would follow does, me on Twitter. Does, was he in that like um, the movie we were talking about? Right, the vampire movie. Oh yeah, Death by Temptation. Yeah. He's Great. definitely in it. He's yeah. one of the stars. Yeah, so that's a fun, I would yeah. say it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. That movie has a weird mix of like Spike Lee, like regulars, like uh, like uh, second tier Spike Lee regulars, and like cast members from a different world. It's an interesting cast of people. Also, not sure about your opinions on Ghetto Boys, but R.I.P. Bushwick Bill. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, we uh, rest in peace, rest Bushwick, in peace Bill. Bushwick Bill. Yeah. I, I must a revolutionary rap group. Yeah. And I must have told a Ghetto Boy story on this podcast before, right? I would have... Yeah? I think so. But well, my we, dad really liked my mind's playing tricks on me. He thought it was just, like, great introspect. I mean, it is. It he is. Thought it was, but, but he dun, thought, dun, like, a Ghetto dun, Boys dun, album, dun, dun. like, a full-length Ghetto Boys album would be on that same wavelength. So he went to the mall and, like, came back and, like, downstairs. This is when I was, like, still a kid. And I hear, like... Yeah, bitch, motherfucker. And I'm like, that's not... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not even allowed to... What's going on? And then I hear my dad going, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? <laughs> and then me and my mom, we come in the music room. And we're like, dad, what are you playing? And he's just like, I got this Ghetto Boys album. I, th- I like that song. Mine's playing tricks on me. I thought it would be... You know, I thought all their songs were like this. So, yeah. Rest in peace to my dad. Also, rest in peace, Bushwick Bill. Yeah. Oh, maybe I, maybe I haven't told that on, on the podcast. I don't know so you have. I, have. I mean, I, I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, I just think they're a great rap group. They're legends. Um, I don't... I would rather 
go into it more in depth another time. Sure. Um, also, so as you know, my favorite show of all time is... I think Deep, you should leave. Uh, close. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Close. My second favorite show is the Eric Andre show. Oh, it's not Battlestar Galactica? Or am I confusing you with Mtume? That's Mtume. Okay. Mtume's favorite shows are probably Battlestar Galactica and X-Files. Okay. And I... Is it? Yeah, those, I would have never known that. I've known him for a long time. I didn't a, know. He's a huge X-File guy. I literally have never... He doesn't, if I remember correctly, doesn't care for the the movies. And I don't know if we've talked about... I've the, never known this about him. This is really weird to he, me. Really? Yes, I swear to God. He's, he loves the X-Files. Yo, I didn't, like, he I didn't know he, that. He even, like has kind words to say about the last seasons that didn't even have Mulder. I, I didn't know that. Well, you learned something him and I were, were roommates yes. for many years. The business line. Yeah. Um, and he put me on to Enemy Mine. Yeah. Oh, and, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Uh, fucking love that movie. Duh. <laughs> That's how they talked in that movie. And, um, you know, so... Deep Space Nine is my great, my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like watching that show is like hanging out with an old friend. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of friends when I was in high school. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I would go in and out of friends because I'm a difficult human being. And also, people are dicks. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I used to love to watch Star Trek together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like my dad passed away right before the last season of Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch it alone. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he. Deep, I was about to say Heat. Deep Space Nine was my friend. Mm. So I really just loved Deep Space Nine because it was my friend when I needed it. Yeah. And I did the rewatch, I think, two years ago. No, mm-hmm. four, no four and two years ago mm-hmm. to see if it still held up. And while some of the, some of the effects leave some to desire, right. the story mm-hmm. is still so good. Okay. So when I found out they were making a documentary about it, mm-hmm. I lost my shit. And I I bought two tickets to see what we left behind, and my friend Jake Vest, talented musician, was kind enough to go with me because he likes Star Trek. I didn't ask you because I I know you don't. Yeah. You don't. It's fine. It wasn't like I wanted to go with someone that knew that was into the world. You know. Yeah. My only connection when I was a kid, I had the Next Generation action figures, but I didn't even so watch the I. show. I just thought the Double action dumb figures ass were on cool. You. <laughs> I mean, and proportion-wise, sure. they, they went good with the G.I. Joes and Robotech. Yes, I've explained true. this before. I was very anal with proportion sizes of, like, Thundercats couldn't mix with, like, Mask or Muscle Men. No, it makes stupid. sense. They're, they're, there's different ratios. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, toy heads will talk about the different ratios. There are, like, literally different scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, like, yeah. like the He-Man and the He-Man and the Ninja Turtles and the, Ninja Turtles and the Thundercats could all rock with each other. Yeah. Thundercats are a little too big. Th- Thundercats and the, the old WWF wrestlemen. Oh, right. Wrestlers. Okay. So then, like, homies and muscle men could, could rock with oh, each other. Oh, shit, yeah. Or battle beasts. That... Don't I yeah, showed you Battle that Beast music video where me yes. and Toner yeah because I brought because I brought up Battle Beasts yeah. yeah fucking I fucking love Battle Beasts yeah. bro there was like a cartoon too I was very um, extra about like no they, don't don't they, let the sticker rub yeah. off like I would try to take well, care you of them you could play a game with the sticker too you were supposed to no one did what they showed up in Transformers the show no but what what's the game like each 
Bless you. Each sticker has had like a, a stick had like it had an element. You yeah. rub it, yeah. Yeah. And the element is like rock, paper, scissors. Oh Jesus Christ, I didn't even get that. Yeah. Damn. So, anyways, I was so excited and it was just okay. It wasn't bad, but I I feel like it was for people that loved the show already. Mm, mm-hmm. Where like I would like one that would help get people who don't know about the show into the show. Sure. Though there were old fans and new fans at the screening. Mm-hmm. So okay. streaming has, has allowed people to rewatch the show and be like, oh, maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought we were supposed to think it was. Because mm-hmm. everyone was mad that it was that it was like Babylon 5 and not like other Star Trek shows. Mm-hmm. Or, but people that loved the show liked that it was like that, not that it was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kessler likes Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we never talk about it, but I feel like he likes the Highlander show as well. Probably. I see him liking Highlander. Vern has been writing about every single Highlander thing, period. Thing. Movies and show. And it's awesome. And, and and the cartoon. Well, the cartoon is a show and a movie. Yeah. I, but when I say show, I immediately think of the live action show. Well, there's, there were Those two live USA. action shows. Huh? Yeah, there was a spinoff with a female Highlander. Oh, I didn't remember that. It, last, it didn't last that long. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I was really happy when, when mm-hmm. Vern wrote about it. But I wanted to talk about what we left behind just because I wanted... I know people like when we reveal stuff about ourselves. Mm, mm-hmm. That's been some feedback that I've gotten. Sure. So, yeah, it was nice. It was like revisiting an f- old friend that you that you are still on good terms with. Yeah. But I just wish... I just wanted more, but maybe that's just what life is about. Did you like The Predator? It was fine. I have. It's hard for me because I thought it was going to be really dope. Yeah. And then before I saw it, I just kept hearing, like, oh, it's actually not that good, it's not that good. And then the biggest indicator, the biggest Predator fan that I know is, going back to Martin Kessler's Martin Kessler, and then he was just like, eh, eh, and I was like, shit, that's not a good sign. So I avoided seeing it until, I don't know, what, end of last year? And I was like, oh, it's fun, it's fun, it's, it's, it's fine. I, I do, I, my only... <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, for an action movie, like, it, it's fine. The only nitpicky thing I have about it is just, like, the cast of characters. I the hate cast- sounding cool. I just want, like, like for, like, a ragtag crew of, like, tough, crazy guys. I just want more intimidating looking, like, Thomas Jane and Keegan-Michael Key and guys like that. I, so I And, really, like, the bootleg Devin Sauer guy, the star of the movie. I just, I don't know. So, like, the movie's, like, the, it's just, like, kind of going, like... So, this sniper loses his team and finds, like, some Predator stuff. Yeah. And then it turns out that the Predator has come. There's, like, one... There's, like, a Predator war, I guess. Yeah. And, like, one Predator is, like, giving them info to, like, protect themselves against the Predators. Because if you watch the Predator series, the Predators just love coming to to Earth. Yeah. And messing with people. Like, they've been there many times. (laughs) Is sort of suggested that this movie makes the Predator versus Alien movies part of the canon, so you know like they've been to Antarctica and they've been all over the world. And if you saw Predator Two, the the best Predator movie, like he's given like a a gun from the eighteen hundreds is like a thank you. Yeah. Danny Glover is, yeah. um, and Gary Busey who's in, 
uh, Predator Two. Two. Yeah. His son plays his son in the Predator. Mm. Right. Jake Busey. Jake Busey. Yeah. Plays the son of the character from Predator Two, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously Predator One was great. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Predator. I mean, it's cliche, but Predator One is still my. It's a really good Predator. movie. Yeah. I just like Predator Two. Mm-hmm. I also liked Predators, the Adrian Brody, Lawrence Fishburne one. Ooh, okay. I didn't say I liked it a lot. Any kind of like I like Lawrence Fishburne's segment. That's like a third of the movie. Not even. It's like it's, it's a long right. cameo. Yeah, it ain't even true. a third. It's a, the it's the verse cameo. the versus movies were fun. I vaguely, I don't, I barely remember those movies. But this one was like, it was like trying to like develop a new trilogy or something. And I'd be interested to see what they do. Mm-hmm. But also like the main character, like his son has autism. Yes. And Jacob Tremblay. And can talk to the predators. Yeah. And like the whole idea of the movie was that like autism was the evolution of, of humans and the predators were trying to steal this young autistic child. Yeah. And I was like, yo, no question autism is complicated, but I think it's a simplified view that they're just like the evolution of mankind. Yeah. Um, and I just wish, I really liked Key and Thomas Jane as mm-hmm. characters, and I wanted mm-hmm. more of them. Right. That's what I have to say about yeah. Predator. Yeah, it's for, I, I don't... Three out of five stars. Yes. D- boom. Boom. Yeah. That's what I have to say. It makes say. for some good uh, movie comparisons. You should uh, search them. Search search uh, Predator, Pinland, uh, and Twitter. You'll find some cool uh, side-by-sides that, that I've done. Yeah? That movie in particular. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's some, like, the scene at the very, very end, which there was an indicator. Oh, it's funny. So it's funny you mentioned the new Predator. I did a comparison. It was, like, between that, the final scene where the scientist gets... Uh, you know, suited up in the Predator suit next to that scene in Iron Man 2 where it's like, oh, he has a new suit. It's a briefcase. Oh, no, but it just turns into a suit. And then this one guy, no, a couple of people were like, what Predator is this? When does this happen in Predator? And it's just like, if you saw it, then you weren't paying attention, but it's also, it's like the final scene. How do you, I guess maybe that says something about it. It's forgettable to some people, but, you know, yeah. I'll never forget you. Superman had a big ass on his chest. He was drawing on my nerves. I got mad at his truck ass. I can hear my war hell right. I whip Superman's ass. I whip Superman's ass. I whip Superman's ass. I whip Superman's ass. Superman thought he was fat. He was messing with my girlfriend. I caught him in my room kissing her. I took a rubber hose and flogged this rock. I whipped Superman's ass. I whipped Superman's ass. I whipped Superman's ass. I whipped Superman's ass.
It's the world's best-selling gasoline. 